If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products, and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium-flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan & Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. A question to meditate on. If you just like kids and dogs, does that make you a good person? Or do you have to have a kid or dog and like them to make you a good person? While you think about that, let's prep the set. It's time for Last Looks. You called Paul. Hey, Paul. To talk about a movie you saw. Maybe you were truly appalled, or maybe you enjoyed the film and you're in dubious awe. Last looks, 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 the last looks. Tell the truth, when have you read your last book? It's a podcast, how did this get made? And this is Go Van Gogh Show, let's get paid. The last looks, 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 the last looks, last looks, looks, Hello all you hot tub murder witches. I'm your host, Paul Shear, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? Last Looks, where you get to voice your issues on the Jimmy Smith's Ellen Barkin classic Switch Jason and I will answer your listener calls on the helpline. I'll reveal next week's movie, plus we will share an exclusive bonus scene from our live Switch show. So much stuff. But first things first, a big shout out to Go Van Gogh's. Go Van Gogh's created that amazing opening. And you know what, Go Van Gogh's? Hearing that opening made me say to myself, we need that level, that kind of talent in creating a brand new How Did This Get Made theme song. I'm coming up with this on the spot. I challenge people to dethrone our theme song. It happened once before, before we were keeping track of who even wrote that song. Um, 
I've tried to find them. I can't. I would love a new theme song. We could have a theme song off, maybe a new video to go with it for the live shows. I like this idea. And if you like this idea, if you want to take the challenge, if Go Van Goes wants to step up to the plate with all of the great musicians that have come before and after, well, I guess just before, not after, send us your brand new How Did This Get Made theme at howdidthisgetmade at earwolf.com. Go for it. And still keep on making last look songs too, but go for the gold. Get immortalized in some way. I don't know how you'd be immortalized, but we'll give you something cool. Anyway, uh, I think that would be really fun. We are going to have a How Did This Get Made song off. Great way to start the new year. Well, the new school year. It's not even a new year. Anyway, I'm getting lost because we need to talk about Switch. Switch, a movie that Discord user Elaine Smithy thinks could have been called Hot Tub Crime Machine. Boom! Boom! Nailed it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I like these alt uh, these alt titles. Okay, so obviously we had questions about Switch, and we might have even missed a few things, right? But here is your chance to set us straight. Fact check us, if you will. It's okay. We can take it. It is now time for corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. Thank you, John Falding. I love that theme song, too. Let's go to the Discord. Cameron H. writes, What annoyed me was I kept asking, why him? What makes this guy so special that he gets a second chance when absolutely no one else does? Wow, Cameron. That is a... (laughs) I mean, it's a harsh and true and beautiful way of looking at this movie. Uh, Cameron H. continues and says, According to God, if it wasn't for Steve's misogyny, he actually would have been worthy of going to heaven. But all we get from the movie is one line from Jimmy Smith's that Steve liked kids and dogs. That's it. (laughs) He doesn't even own a dog or have a kid. Apparently, he just likes the idea of them. Yet Steve appears to be unscrupulous in business, quick to violence, (laughs) and a complete shit to literally every woman he's ever met. Heck, he doesn't even appear to be particularly religious or spiritual. (laughs) Is that truly how low the bar is to get into heaven these days? I mean, you should say those days. I've been to clubs with stricter requirements for admittance. I'm just saying, based on this film, Heaven could have been filled wall-to-wall with trash bag human beings. Next up, Vinod S. When we heard Joni Mitchell's lyrics for Both Sides Now, it was not Joni's voice. Though while I'm sure you all knew that, I don't think the ep made it clear. The version in the film was a cover sung by Clanded and Paul Young. Um, well... Sure, I'm sorry we didn't lay that down explicitly, but it is a Joni Mitchell song, even though Joni Mitchell is not voicing it. But the same thing holds true. She is the rights holder, so it is surprising. Um, 
And in response to Jun saying she hadn't heard Both Sides Now in a movie before, Lee Black chimes in to say Joni's version of Both Sides Now is very famously in one of Jason's favorite movies, Love Actually. Oh, you're right. Like the song defines Emma Thompson's character, so it has definitely been in a movie before. And Vinod-esque adds to that. Joni's version of Both Sides Now was also famously used in the season six finale of Mad Men when Don takes his kids to the brothel where he grew up. Bam! June is wrong. I'm not going to tell her that. I'll let you see her on the street and let her know. Um, Sean McBee, one thing not mentioned was that the devil actually keeps tabs on Steve Manda throughout the entire film. Once as a customer at City Grill, twice as a piano player, uh, once wearing drag at the lesbian club, and lastly as a televangelist on the TV while Steve Manda is yelling at Smith after he date raped her. A sentence I don't even like to say out loud. Yes, we did mention this in the live show, but these pictures that you added, and you can all check it out, Sean is not lying, um, are great. Uh, and that is true. All right, let's go to the phones. Matthew from Rhode Island, what do you got? Hi, this is Matthew Gavitt from Rhode Island. Um, you're talking about the wonderful acting of Catherine Keener as a secretary in the movie Switch, but also didn't mention that she would then go on, I think, eight years later to be one of the key roles in Being John Malkovich, another movie about a... Uh, different body experience. So just a little interesting connection with Catherine Keener and the journey that she went on during two different movies like that. Yes. I mean, yes, I guess it is a body swap movie. I never thought of it as a body swap movie. It, it seems more elevated. John Malkovich doesn't seem like a traditional body swap. It seems more like you're piloting an airplane or something like that. Uh, but you're right. You are right. And you know what? Thank you for calling out Catherine Keener for Excellent taste in body swap movies. Um, Paul from Adelaide, Australia, chimes in with something that sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, Paul, just talking about the five-star review where the person said that no one was able to replicate Switch. Um, as the host of a podcast called The Swapcast Podcast, where we've been only reviewing body swap movies for the last six years, I can definitely tell you that plenty of movies have tried to replicate this formula. A couple that came to mind recently is this text trip which died Sylvester Stallone's brother and Tom Hanks's brother, which was truly fucking awful. And also um, a film called Sam that was directed by Mel Brooks' son, which was terrible. Um, yeah, we call them misogyny swaps on our show because they keep making this film and it's a pretty terrible kind of idea that a man has to become a woman in order to actually see women as people. So... I hope this trend kind of goes away because it is a troubling formula, but it is one that people just keep making. So, um, yeah, I love the show. It's a big inspiration for my podcast. So, um, yeah, keep up the great work. Wow. <laughs> Paul, this is great. I have to listen to your podcast. And looking at this, whoa, the posters on this are wild wild the sex trip it, please just google the sex trip and sam the posters of sex trip it, it's like a traditionally uh like glistening wet woman on the top and then like a traditionally like cut dude on the bottom 
separated by the title. So it looks like one body and it's upsetting. And Sam, you're watching the transformation from a cigar chomping, bow tie wearing white dude into <laughs> into a woman. Now, here's the thing. The bow tie wearing white dude is wearing a suit jacket, but when he is transformed into a woman, uh, simply on the movie poster, he loses his jacket and his breasts are out. And we see uh, maximum cleave. Uh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right, so that's 2016 Sex Trip and 2017 Sam. Back to the Discord, GT75 writes, In the beginning of the movie, the devil points out that Steve is just going to seduce a woman again. Sorry, a female as the movie repeatedly phrases it, and to trick her into liking him, which is why he proposes to turn him into a woman. But isn't that exactly what Steve slash Amanda does with Lorraine Bracco anyway? I mean, the movie should have been over before he even gets to confess that he's using Lorraine for the account because somehow God and the devil both forgot that lesbians exist. Well, look, I can argue this point a little bit because I don't think that Steve knew what the bet was. And I also don't think that he was promising anything to her. I don't think he was trying to trick her. Do you? I think he was attracted to her as a man and then couldn't go through with it because he was in a woman's body. Anyway, you know, you say potato, I say potato. Uh, Droopy MCC writes, the character Felicia, who was one of the murdering ex-girlfriends, was played by actress... Victoria Mahoney. Victoria is a director these days, helming episodes of popular shows like Grey's Anatomy, The Morning Show, and Lovecraft County. She was the first female director to work on a Star Wars movie when she directed the second unit for The Rise of Skywalker. Whoa, the first female director of Star Wars? I guess maybe Star Wars movies. Okay. From Hot Tub Murders to Sis Hideout on Exegol, you never know where your life will take you. Well, that's great. I like that we've learned a little bit about behind-the-scenes action. Sean McBee, back again, says, Amanda has absolutely no ID, no social security number, no birth certificate, no history of any kind, yet she can get $250,000 a year job, but the police know how to reach out to her as the next of kin to identify Steve's body. She's able to buy a plane ticket, and there seems to be no issue with putting her on trial, committing her to a mental institution, or legalizing her wedding to Jimmy Smith's. One scene of her going into some shady guy for fake papers would have helped make a little bit more sense. Maybe we could have replaced the men are inherently better at sports basketball scene where Steve's female body results in his first ever loss to Smith's. Uh, I agree. I mean, that was really uh, a fucking crazy loophole, but it's a farce. Mitch Kappa writes, if the baby had been born a boy, does that mean that Steve slash Amanda would have just gone straight to hell? Boom. Wow. Now that's something to think about. <laughs> So many great corrections and omissions this week, but there can only be one winner. One winner to walk away with their own song, a song by Ashanti Dijon Cooper. And you know who that's going to be? Yes, back again in the top spot, Cameron H. Simply asking the question we all wanted to ask but forgot, why him? So Cameron, you're back, baby. Enjoy. This song by Ashanti Dijon Cooper. Hit it! Thank you, Ashanti, for that song. 
Check out more music from Ashanti by following her on Instagram at Ashanti with an I, Dijon, D-E-J-E-A-N-N-E dot music, Ashanti Dijon.music. Remember, if you want to submit an alt movie tagline or chime in with your own thoughts about the latest episode, hit up the Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm or call us at 619-PAUL-ASK. Coming up next, Jason and I will answer listener phone calls on the helpline and I will reveal next week's movie. But first, sometimes at our live shows, we have multiple second opinion songs that blow us away and we had one more great song at our Switch show. We wanted to share it with the world. So, to the tune of Meredith Brooks' 1997 song, Bitch, Laura, sing us into the break. Steve hates the world today. He just woke up and his dick has gone away. I can understand how you'd be so confused. The audience is too. Is it progressive or offensive? Buckle up, let's have some fun. It's a switch. He's Amanda in this cringe extravaganza. It's got Barkin, it's got Smiths, and they always feel her tits. What the fuck, OMG, it's a date rape comedy. But it used the singular form of they. For this alone I stand. Won't you join with me and give this film a hand? Five stars. Laura. Give it up for Laura. Amazing. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes. That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words 
eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. Welcome back. You've likely noticed that. How did this get made? Uh, every Monday, we re-release an older episode back into the rotation. This week's matinee Monday was a re-release of How Did This Get Made's 100th episode, uh, the movie Junior, which, like Switch, featured a pregnant man. Next week, matinee Monday will be another body swap movie, The Secret. Oh, this is a good episode with guests Topher Grace and Joel Kim Booster. So keep on checking out these replays of classic eps every Monday. All right, now it is time for Jason and I to answer some listener calls on the helpline. This week's helpline theme comes from our pal Rob from Long Island. Oh, Rob from Long Island. I know that you can come up with a How Did This Get Made song. And also features comic book artist and musician James Kolchaka on vocals. I hope I got that right, James. Uh, Rob and James, play us in. Well, I was once in a place in my life where I needed a hand. So I looked for help in a book, in a church, in a rock and roll band. But they told me to call 619 Paul, ask as fast as I could. So I did, now my life is better than bad, it's actually good. Jason, we got some calls this week. You know, we're going to try to help. Oh, we got the calls. We got a lot of good calls. Uh, We got some emails as well. Uh, Scott, what do you want to start us off with? Let's start out with a friend of the pod who travels to a lot of our live shows. This call comes from Chicago Leah. Ooh, we love Leah. Hey, Paul, it's Leah from Chicago, a.k.a. Chicago Leah in the Discord. Right now I'm on an international vacation where the highlight of every day is the hotel breakfast buffet. So I'm curious, what is your MO when it comes to luxury hotel breakfast buffets. Do you get there the minute it opens and you stay through the whole morning? Do you go at the end and just get like your protein and your coffee and then you're off? So how do you attack a luxury hotel breakfast buffet when you're on vacation? Have a good one. Bye. All right. So Jason, this is a good question. I'm not going to have a great answer because I don't hit them. I avoid them. I don't either. No way. Luxury, non-luxury. If you're paying I, you know, for it, f- yes. But if it's out well, in the open, I mean, no. a lot of times it's free. A lot of times it's included yes. in in your in your you know with with your room and whatnot. So, but even still, I don't I don't do it. I'm for me, I almost never do breakfast. Period. Um, I, I and, find and myself, breakfast is a pretty troubling meal for me. So yeah, you can't have much breakfast. Yeah. So I'm, what am I going to go down to the lobby and get like a a box of cornflakes? No, I'm not. Yeah. So I will say this: uh, we did a lot of things on points on this trip and we are a Marriott Bonvoy member which then also is like part of Four Seasons so sometimes we stay at nice places and the Four Seasons said hey we have a great every morning breakfast buffet come down and uh, enjoy it and I I was like well it's Four Seasons I'm going to do this breakfast buffet got down there and I have to say breakfast buffet was great but it was expensive as hell hell and oh, the I'm woman sure. who was uh serving us i thought first of all it's gonna be free breakfast they they said like come check it out every morning it wasn't like a come check out thing it was like come and eat at this restaurant where we will charge you a lot and this <laughs> woman said to me oh i won't charge your kids the full price and oh, okay and, and i go thank you 
because my kids don't eat that much. And the full price, which I was shocked to find out, was $60 per person. Wow. Too much for breakfast. My kids yeah. got charged 45 Oh, my God. And my, if, if I told you my kids had half of a bagel and some fruit, that was about it. And when I saw the price, I went back. I, I filled my plate three more times. I was like, I got to eat oh. more breakfast. I got to... <laughs> I gotta make this. I, I gotta make a sixty dollar. I can't pay yeah. that much for breakfast. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, that's the thing is, I can't pay that much because all I'm gonna be able to eat is like oatmeal and coffee. Like yeah. I can't, and maybe some fruit. I'm I'm really at a loss. So, so, and I know this question wasn't meant for me, but um, but yeah, I don't do. I it, most I do is order a pot of coffee to the room while I pack up and leave. Uh, that is something that June does, in and her I travel with instant oatmeal packets. Oh wow, that's smart. I should do that. See, June does something that's interesting, which is before she goes to bed, she calls in a room service order for coffee yep. at the time that she's getting up, which has been the a genius hack. So the first thing, instead of that annoying beep, 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 yep. it is knock, 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 coffee's here. Yeah. It's a no, great, like way, to, a great, great way to start yep. the day. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of follow her, but I'm not a breakfast person, so I avoid it, uh, primarily. Uh, but if you're gonna give me a cookie at a double tree, I'm going to eat the hell out of that. Yeah. Uh, it's also, I feel like it's, it, it, you know, a lot of times it's not worth it. I do think where it sounds, Leah said in Europe, I think that breakfast is probably a much better, nicer breakfast. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Oh, in Europe. Yes. And by the way. I always felt pressure when I stayed at a B and B. I'm not a big B and B fan, but B and B sometimes they, they hard really pass. hard. Yeah, they want you to eat their breakfast, and sometimes they I, want I just... you to hang out. I feel like yes. B and Bs are lonely people who have extra bedrooms and are like, "How can we get people here to hang with us?" I don't want to socialize. I don't. I've never. Wanted I don't want to this... watch Survivor with you. Oh well, I would love to watch Survivor with you. By the way, <laughs> uh, I know we can't really talk about. <laughs> we can't think, talk about. We it. can't talk about it. But man. Some good stuff on there. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not for it. Now, um, Scott, do you have that one email or is it like somebody couldn't leave a message because they're in international waters or maybe they're in, in, in international oh. land? Do we have <laughs> international waters? Yeah, international. We should probably rescue them. We got to get them. We got to save them. Let's see. Yes. Uh, looks like we have a call from Nick in Australia. Okay. Hi, Paul, Jason, and June. I'm just calling after listening to your re-release of Teen Witch. And, and June's sister had this amazing insight into watching a film that I'd never even really considered, even last time I listened to the Teen Witch episode. Is he popping popcorn in the background? Uh, commit to a two-hour movie because her expectations are too high. And I realize I love movies as well, but I have that same problem. I end up not going to see movies because I don't want to be disappointed. Quite sad. Uh, I know these aren't the usual kind of um, Paul ask questions, but hey, I thought I'd, I'd find out your thoughts on that. Have a great day. Bye. Like, this is an odd thing. June's sister has since changed her opinion on attention spans and movies. Oh, June's sister yeah. didn't like movies for a long time. <laughs> but I, <laughs> um, and I, I always find it interesting when people don't like movies. Like, you could not like a genre, but like, not to, like, this thing, I don't like art. I don't like music. It's, it's a weird. It's too weird. It's to, a weird take. Yes. It is. It's a weird take. I do understand, though, in this era of binging and streaming and having so much at your fingertips all the time, this idea that movies are something that seem like a big investment, like right. the next two plus hours or whatever. 
But I would argue, and people I feel like have been conditioned to be like, ooh, another one. Ooh, right. another, like kind of like another bite, another bite of these shows. And um, I really, I like movies for the opposite reason, because I like that in two hours or whatever, I can have a beginning, middle, and an end of the story and be done and feel a sense of closure and uh, uh, that I completed something. Like, my completion rate for movies feels like, ah, that was great, you know? Yes, you know, I get that. And I think that I know the fear that this gentleman is talking about where, oh, is it worth my time? Am I making the right decision? And especially when you are faced with a longer film. Like, there was one film I went to go see uh, that had an intermission. And I actually love that because... It gave me a chance to not like worry because I've gotten so used to watching things at home. I've gotten so comfortable watching things at home that sometimes I want to have those amenities simply just being able to go to the bathroom. I mean, that really is is a big one. And well, I don't want to miss out on something in the theater. I, w- I wonder if you feel the same way. And I don't know if you interact with it the way that I do. But I, I was saying this just a couple of minutes ago or, in fact, last week, um, that I still listen to the radio a lot. I love listening yeah. to the radio and processing things through the discovery of just hitting seek, hitting yeah. seek forward and seeing where I land and what I land on and, where, where you know, how I get turned on to stuff. I, to that end, I mean, I still have cable and very much enjoy just absentmindedly flipping through because... Those moments of discovery can turn you on to something. And a lot of times, especially in my childhood or my teenage years, that is how I found incredibly impactful movies. That's how I saw Harold and Maude for the first time when I was 12 or 13 years old. And it had such an impact on me or other movies that were so massively important to me. uh, And and it were imprinted on me through sheer accident and happenstance. And I still really enjoy that. I agree. I feel like we don't get a chance to find something. And that's what I, my new thing has been. I try to find out as little as possible. I don't want to know. Like, so if I am intrigued by a poster, a word, a thing, an image, I go, that's it. That's all I need to know. I don't like the idea that I get to, that I know too much before I go in. Um, I'm not, I'm not finding myself uh, just spinning the dial, which I probably should do more. But uh, but I do find myself wanting to experiment or see things. And I'll tell you, I just saw this movie from Japan called Shin Kamen Rider, which okay. is... Yeah. I know whoa, what movie you mean. Whoa! It's a I, guy with a bug head? Is yes, that right? yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it oh, good? It was fun. I mean, oh, great. wow. Uh, I was... Re- I mean, I guess it's the third uh, in oh. this series... Um, I didn't know that. But I didn't know of it. Uh, I'm going to go back and watch. I mean, it makes sense because there were some things I was confused about. Uh, But (laughs) wow, it's fun. It's crazy. It looks a little bit like um, a high level uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like that's what, you know, and so it has, but it's, but it's elevated. Uh, It, it's great. Oh, wow. It's fun. That's great. And I will say like, I feel like kind of what this question was about or the, what we're talking about in general is this idea of I'm going to sit down and watch something. I want to know it's good. I don't want to waste my time or I want to know that when I'm done with it, I'm going to have loved it or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that I feel like is so you're waiting 
your experience so much against the movie or the show or the album or whatever. You're, you're, you're making it so that that thing is having to do a lot of work to win you over versus just pure discovery. Yes. So if that is something that you're dealing with, then I like then taking as my jumping off point, um, tethering my watching to a podcast that I'm also listening to. So like the like the blank check guys doing the films of Buster Keaton was to me recently an opportunity to go back and watch a bunch of old Buster Keaton and Harold Lloyd shorts and Marx Brothers shorts, stuff that they were talking about in the episode that I could then go and find a lot of it's on YouTube or, or you know, right. a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have normally just picked up and watched because they were talking about it or because the Action Boys were talking about something or the Doughboys or all these podcasts that intersect with things to watch, including ours and, right, right. and uns yours unspooled. Include all of these things are ways to kind of get recommendations that you then not only are predisposed to enjoy what you're watching, you have a re you have another you have a second thing, a next thing that's going to give you an opportunity to dig even deeper. You have a, a, some podcast episodes to listen to that are going to give you even more context. I uh, yeah I and I and I love that too. I love going back and finding that time, and also I think it expands you because you get excited about. Something and even with music, I feel like after seeing Joni Mitchell or, uh, you know, oh, you, yeah. you go and you start to explore other people, other things. And you're right. I think that we should be uh, embracing, embracing it uh, more. Just the idea of not knowing everything, uh, you know, but yeah, anyway. and 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 letting things and letting our sense of dis discovery or or being turned on to something like I'll say blank check right now is doing the films of Park Chan Wook. Yeah, you know, so maybe you've seen Old Boy, maybe you've seen a couple of them, but there's probably a lot you haven't seen. It's a worthwhile listen and watch. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do. That's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right, for award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security, plus it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more, plus a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this, it's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when 
when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack, and my kids said, Mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. All right, last one. What do we got? This next call is from Kaylin in Brooklyn, and this one's mostly for Jason. Ooh, Jason. All right, here we go. Brooklyn. Hey, Paul and Jason. Um, my name is Kaylin, and I live in Brooklyn, but I actually just ended a four-year live-in relationship, so I am shacking up with my parents and working remotely in New Hampshire for the next couple of months while I wait for the New York City rental market to hopefully cool down a little bit in the fall. Um, and I actually feel really good because I've been trying to really live my best main character, New England Summer, but I am running out of ideas. So, Paul, and I guess mostly Jason, I would love your thoughts on other things I can do to make the most of my post-breakup New England Summer. Um, love the show. Thank you so much. Bye. Ooh, post-breakup New England mm. Summer. I mean, New England Summer really can't be beat. It's uh, It's pretty dynamite. Um, you're talking beaches, you're talking fried clams, lobster rolls. Ooh, so good. Uh, I had you, so many yeah. lobster rolls on tour. It was so delicious. Oof. Uh, uh, or like amusement parks, but not like the big fancy ones. I'm talking like the little dingy yeah, ones that yeah. are really great. Or like the old orchard beach boardwalk in Maine, both sketchy and fascinating and fun. Um, Drive-in movie theaters is a, don't sleep on don't sleep on big New England drive-in movie theaters like uh, there's one in Scarborough, Maine. I can think of that to me is summer. You know that yeah. to me like going to the drive-in like that is pretty awesome. And I any kind of outdoor movie theater here in in LA we've got like the Hollywood Forever cemetery movies. Yeah. And, and that kind of a vibe. I just like that. I like being outside. I've said it before and I'll say it again right here on this podcast. I want How Did This Get Made to do outdoor shows. I love Come it. Come on. I would love it. Um, I think that would be an absolute blast. So if there's like a little, a little shed near you that we can do a show in, let us know.
That is great. I, I think we should definitely. Oh, and then the rest of it, you know, it's, it's you know, single hot girl summer. So just go for it. I don't know. Uh, you know, you should be having like, uh, you know, uh, both New England, Stephen King, scary, spooky, go explore the caves, but also like, you know, making out, you know, finding new love, uh, you know, New England version of Nicholas Sparks novels should yeah. be happening as well. Like, where's your next time you call in? Who was it? Caitlin? Yes. Is that what it is? Next time you call in, Caitlin, let us know all the mischief and fun you got up to. I'd love a Caitlin's sexy summer of fun post-breakup from Brooklyn to New Hampshire, live free or die, in parentheses, uh, update. I want another one. Uh, Let us know, Caitlin, what you got up to, because I think there's a lot you could do. Road trips. You could Now that it's not as hot, you could go hiking, do a little bit of the Appalachian Trail or something else. Get it. Get out there. Hit the hit the hit the water, hit the trails. Uh, Let's figure this out. I want to I want to I want to see what happens with her. This is nice. All right. Uh, Any other calls we got one more? Maybe take one more because I feel like this is a good good way to end. Here we go. All right, last but not least, we've got Chris from Boise. Hey, Paul and Jason. I was listening a while ago to your uh, discussion about bags, and um, based on Jason's recommendation, I got the Peak Design Wash Pouch Game Changer. Uh, And listening to you, Paul, talk about Topo Designs, I got myself the Rover Pack. Great for quick trips. Uh, The question I had is, do you have any versatile shoes you recommend for travel. I used a pair of Nike waffles till I wore them out, and I'm looking for a new uh, shoe that can be worn for a variety of things. Also, uh, you guys should check out uh, the album Everyone's Dead Except for Us by Wolfie's Just Fine, a.k.a. John, John Lejeune. Love John. Uh, so psyched to have him come and pop in on the Fast 10 show. Uh, Wolfie's Just Fine is great, and he is always uh, putting out really solid stuff. Uh, I'm like just a beautiful musician. Like his, you really got to check him out. You know, John Lejoie, our castmate in the league, has now spent the last ten years making absolutely beautiful music. I love it. Um, I want to just jump in real quick and just say one thing about bags. Um, yeah, uh, because first of all, I found a new bag that I'm in love with. It's the Soul Guard bag. Uh, Soul Guard has a carry-on that has like a pop-up, um, like a uh, like a closet. And yeah, what I this found, is like a roller bag. This roller, is like a hard a hard shell roller bag, right? Which you can uh, you can have as a carry-on. It's great. And the entire tour, I would just take out the closet part, hang it in my closet. I have my closet clothes hanging there. I have to figure out how to be better at folding. I'm a bigger person, or as you are, Jason, I'm not bigger, but I'm big. But like when I fold up jeans, it's not going to be, you know, I can't get a jean into, uh, you know, it's going to, it's going to be bigger. Um, so that's tricky. Uh, but I will say this, shoes are the hardest part of travel. I've talked to people about shoe hacks. Um, and as a matter of fact, because we were able to get a tour of the White House on tour, um, oh, wow. yeah. which was amazing. Um, you couldn't wear sneakers and I only brought sneakers on tour Ah. and I had to go out and buy some nicer shoes, but because I knew I couldn't bring the shoes home with me, I just didn't have, if I was keeping it light the entire time, I just left them in the hotel room. I I took the $40 loss. I, you know, I, I bought cheaper shoes, but, uh, but because shoes are a pain in the ass, you want dress shoes, you want nice shoes. I like workout. I, 
Shoes are where I really lose my whole packing. Shoes are, I agree with you completely, Paul. And shoes can really eat up a tremendous amount of space in a bag or in a suitcase, especially eat up a lot of space, some of which you're not going to use that much. Yes. So for me, you know, I try to get it down to two things, you know, a pair of sneakers and a pair of stage shoes. Right. Um, or travel day shoes and stage shoes, right. whatever it is. This trip, both were sneakers. I had sneakers on stage and sneakers that I traveled in during the day. Uh, and that was it. And a pair of Birkenstocks just for puttering around the room. and stuff. Yeah. And that's it. Um, but I'm also, like this caller, on the search for a... Because and normally I just bring my Red Wing boots and a pair of sneakers and that's it. I'm done. But the bummer is in the summer, I'm not going to be wearing these boots. It's crazy. Right. So finding a summer shoe that works is... That doesn't seem to just like, I don't want to be wearing a pair of Hoka's on stage. Right. But I do want to be wearing a pair of Hoka's everywhere else. Walking around the airports, doing the rest, driving around, all everything. Anyway... Um, yeah, I'm also looking for um, a versatile, good-looking shoe that um, that I can wear in in for different uses. Uh, that's comfortable for my flat feet. Right. Yuck. Well, I mean, look, I I have issues that I made a big mistake, which was I decided to take uh, high tops. I got these nice Jordan high oh, tops, yeah. and uh, a week of wearing those uh, really. Did some damage to my uh, <laughs> above, really old man talk, above ankle area. Like, I don't know, like oh, yeah. a back a back a leg, whatever it is. Uh, and uh, and I needed to switch them out. It It is a balance. It's a balance that I don't like having to debate because shoes make me pack heavier, but you do need two pair. I wind up a lot of times just really squeezing in the nice pair of shoes. I really need three pairs of shoes, like a pair of nice yeah. sneakers, a pair of workout shoes, and then uh, a pair of ni- uh, nice shoes. It's really, that's the, and then, and then you're taught, that's like one half of one side of your suitcase just yes. for those, for all, and then you're, that's what makes me crazy. Uh, I hate Cause it. Cause then I'm like, fucking, ah, well, you know, and again, I'll be like so almost packed and then be like, shit, my boots aren't even in there. Well, and this is my thing. And again, this is not, uh, you know, I have a, a larger foot, so it does, it's like, it doesn't even like I'm, I'm like I'm fighting with that. Like I'm like oh, sometimes these little feet people have it easy. They can just. Ch- ch- you know? I got those little feet, but they're still full. I'm still <sighs> full of shoes. It's terrible. Oh my! But God. I will say, like I, you know, I this trip, I I do so appreciate, and it's very nerdy. I do so appreciate being given the opportunity to be like, okay, I'm gonna cull through my travel gear and pare it down so right. my bags are light and I'm not overdoing it. And I did a, I think I did a pretty good job this. this I trip. I did a great job. June made fun of me because um, we went on a trip before this trip, a little vacation um, that we had already planned, and and June's like, I can fit everything in my bag. I fit everything in my bag, and June's bag looks like. Uh, I mean, it it looks really overstuffed. It, it looks like yeah. a buffet plate where someone's like last call. Like it is everything is on there. It's busting at the seams. I try to put it on airplanes. I'm like, I'm fighting to get it in the overhead. Um, and I fit everything in here. And I go, well, you know, I, I, I go, I don't know how you do it. I, you know, I'm trying to put everything in my in my bag. And I have I realized I have the smallest bag in my entire family. My overhead bag I was using oh, wow. my own away. Yeah. 
uh, bag, and it's oh, yeah. so much smaller than everybody else's. And no wonder I was having a hard time. It barely yeah. fits anything. I was on a trip the just prior to our tour. I was on like a four to five week trip that was long. So I had a backpack, a roller bag, and a duffel. Oh yeah. And I had the new Evergoods Transit duffel. Okay. Uh, and the accompanying um, um, packing cube that goes with it. Yeah. And this is a very recent release from Evergoods. And boy, that duffel is fucking fantastic. Ooh. It absolutely crushed that trip. It was fantastic. It's got like a little bit of, um, uh, har- not a hard shell. It's got some protection for. Oh, it's I'm not a at thin. It. Oh, it's got yeah. it's got structure and protection. So I had like a microphone in there that we needed. I had stuff in there that was uh, my camera stuff that was a little that yeah. I didn't feel bad about throwing the bag around at all because everything felt very safe in there. Uh, super comfortable. Straps are great. Uh, organization is great. I mean, it's just a big duffel, but it was absolutely great. I loved it. Well, that's interesting because I love uh, I love my own. I, I have some ever good stuff, and the one that I traveled with, uh, you told me that the thirty five liter one, uh, great great bag. But, oh yeah. Uh, but uh, the lack of pockets sometimes yes. uh, gets me, and this one looks like it has some nice pockets in here too. Okay, this is good to know. Yeah, uh, that's a great duffel. If you like a duffel, I I think that bag is dynamite. All right, I don't mind a duffel. I, sometimes you need a, a duffel. Um, yeah. All right, Jason, lovely to chat with you. Lovely to solve everybody's problems as normal. Uh, we will see you next time. Keep keep those gear questions. Keep those bag and gear questions coming, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, and thank you for all who called. Remember, you can call us anytime, and Jason and I will be there for you at 619-PAUL-ASK. Because Jason and I can't talk, technically, about a lot of things that we watch and and do because we're on strike, and that's kind of against the rules, I think. So anyway, call us. We have to talk about you, and we love it even more than talking about us. Now that we got Switch out of the way, let's talk about next week's movie. We are going from a body swap comedy about a guy who was killed and resurrected by Satan to a body swap horror film about a serial killer possessed by Satan. It's kind of like a body swap movie in a way with Satan. That's right. Next week, we are watching the 1990 horror crime thriller First Power starring Lou Diamond Phillips. Here's a short breakdown of a plot. An L.A. police officer and a psychic hunt a serial killer who's possessed by Satan. Rotten Tomatoes gives this film a 25% score on the tomato meter. Letterboxd user Dave P. writes... At one point, the ghost starts doing kung fu moves and bits. I don't remember that, but it doesn't surprise me. Anyway, let's take a listen to the trailer. The third power can be anywhere. The second power can be anyone. The first power. You move and you're dead. Immortality. The perfect killer is out there. Be warned. Lou Diamond Phillips. Tracy Griffin. You can't go on killing forever. You want a bet? The first power. Okay, we are almost to the end of the episode, but before we go, check out this bonus scene from our Switch show where we answer a couple of extra audience questions. All right, your name and your question. My name is Polly. Um, we're calling this movie very homophobic, but isn't it also incredibly progressive that God is both a man and a woman? That God is both a man and a woman, isn't that a very progressive message? Yeah, I think it's both. Both sides now? I... Ah! Jody was right to give the move the song! I no, guess. I think they I did think a lot of have your cake and eat it too. I think that the writers felt they were being uh, both 
like representative of women and men. I think it's regressive by positing that there is a God. Boston. Boston? I I would rather I would rather there be witches than God. Wow. Okay. No, no, as the as the driving force of the movie, I mean. Sure. I, I would see. rather they be I witches. See than God, because at least the magic makes sense versus the magic of God? Come on. What are we doing here? All right, I'm in the last row of the balcony asking a question, getting a question from someone in the second to last row. Your name and your question. My name is Nancy. My question is... Nancy from the movie, The Security? Nancy? I wish. Happy to be here. Thank you for that. My question is, what do you call the sexuality that is being exclusively attracted to a woman in an oversized white button who's rearranging her imaginary junk? And what are some helpful tips for coming out to friends and family? Wow. Great question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, this is, a, it is strange. It is the most beautiful, I think, Ellen Barkin's ever, ever looked in looked. any movie. And I will say... Please, please watch Sea of Love. I will say, I did watch the movie and think I'm watching Steve. It is a performance that you just really, I did get lost in. Yes. Which, and I agree with you guys when you were saying earlier, like, oh, it was too much with the high heels, too, it went on too long. And I agree with you, but it was the thing that kept, I feel like, letting, it was the physical uh, external that allowed Ellen Barkin to continue to crush as the male. Uh, ver- like the the steam sure. seeping through, and I thought I loved all of it. That as well as the holding her tits while she was running. There was a that bunch was of so there was a bunch mm-hmm. of external physical stuff that I felt like helped uh, in a way, but di- maybe lasted too long. But still was I thought she did incredible. That stuff was making the movie work for me in a way. Yeah, and I it was interesting that she did get her hair cut because, and this is again one of the sort of like deep like psychosexual sort of. It, that the movie can't really wrap its mind around, but the fact that Steve in Alan Birkin's body was more interested in that moment and being comfortable with short hair than being attracted to herself? Well, Question yes. mark. So well, it, she kept also being like, oh, all this I hair. I hate dealing this with hair. this body, and yet also I'm attracted to my own body. It was very... Again, it was so Why it was can't a lot. you have a funny scene where she puts on weird lipstick or it has weird eyeshadow? Like, yeah. wait, what do you like, mean by weird lipstick? Like, I just what's felt like what's to weird? apply it. No, yeah. I, to Paul, legs I totally agree with you. I think like, there were comedic beats that oh, were of the entirely missed. Yes, yes. I'd like the- to see her fumble with the maxi pad. How much fun could we have had with a maxi pad? We could have had a ball. We could have had a a ball. That's where the movie is uninterested in examining all of what it means to be a woman. The movie's not interested in that. It's interested in how women are perceived by men. The movie is about the male gaze from a woman's point of view who is a man. Oh my God. The only good woman is a man. Stop saying that. Uh, you're, and what, this your is name an is era where body switching. This is the the era of 
vice a, a, a versa. Man, the man with two brains. Inner Is this space. Freaky Friday? No, Freaky Friday That's was one. earlier. That's yeah, one. The no. original. Uh, you know, Splash? vice versa with Judge no. Reinhold and 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 uh, and Fred. The, Fred the George Burns uh, kid one. When she yeah, says, 18 again. When she Thank says, you. I had to blow up my hair for an hour every day, I was like, where's that scene? Yeah. And, yeah. and by the way, you're very it. talented at it because she did a great job. She did. Um, yeah, but then there's a comment about like, oh, you look weird. And she's like, I think I did too much rouge or something. And she, or something like that. And but she, she always looks She great. looked great, though, which would have been, to your point, would have been very funny to watch... Steve in the body of Ellen Barkin trying to parse all of the elements of making God. Ellen Barkin look like Ellen Barkin. And then, of course, what we should have seen is Steve, the inner Steve, understanding like the labor that goes what it into takes. the emotional labor. Yes, and to sort of upholding the those standards. Mm-hmm. Steve, <laughs> Steve doesn't Paul, even. Paul, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Paul, we don't need to hear from you right now. Yes. Steve doesn't even try on dresses to see what that experience is like. He has, is that a thing that happens in 1991 that women are at the department store getting into your outfits? How about the sales lady who gets, tune in Tokyo, and then just like, and and just bounces back. She's like, and here's your bill. I'm like, is that the world we live in where you can just grab a woman's tits? Well, if you're another woman, I guess... Honestly, you have can. you done that, <laughs> I, Paul? I don't know where you are, so I feel like answering yeah. this can question. We get out, can and we get I'm down here. All right, that was a fun show. Thank you for listening. Remember to rate and review us; it helps. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you are following us. Visit us on social media at HDTGM. And a big thanks to our producers Scott Sonny, Molly Reynolds, our movie picking producer Avril Halley, our engineers Casey Holford and Rich Garcia, and of course a special shout out to Jess Cisneros who makes our amazing social media videos. We will see you next week for the first power. <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.